Welcome to episode 8 of series 4. Welcome to My Beautiful Stories, our conversations about finding the magic in the mundane. If you enjoy My Beautiful Stories, please support us. We are currently unfunded and all your support is gratefully received. Today's story was sent in by Annette Theresia from Hungary and it came to us in two parts. The first, the original story, which is written like a poem, and the second part, which is a little explanation that she sent in a little further down the line. But I think it's important to feature both. So you'll hear the poem-like story first, and then the explanation. How does your heart feel? That's the question we put to our loved ones and it feels fitting that I ask myself that every single evening. My heart feels angry. My heart feels sad. My heart feels grateful. Sad and angry because I wasn't able to do things that normally help me to recover. Because thanks to the pandemic and bureaucracy, I can hardly see my husband celebrate life and enjoy long-distance walks together. But my heart feels grateful because I can still be patient. I can listen to the sound of Eurasian cranes on the sky. I can sing. And I was able to get back a brooch of my grandma I hadn't seen for ages. I can hold it in my palms. I can carry on her legacy and her lessons. Taking care of her old garden, how to treat plants and people. Remember her relentless resilience and the way she took care of all of us. After my father's tragical death, many years passed. I was spending many years in Budapest, then back to my hometown. Eventually I managed to get my old home of my paternal grandparents back. It was so painful and beautiful at the same time, like you open a box full of strange goods. I found old letters of my dad from his childhood. And I got back the old brooch pin of my grandma. The brooch was my grandmother's from my papa. My aunt found it by accident. It was on an old dress of Grandma Gyöngyi. I got it back after more than a decade. I can remember she wore it only for special occasions. I wore it during my choir's first concert after the pandemic. We performed in our city hall. Not just bad memories bring you tears or pain, but also good ones. Our memories are what we are, what makes us take the decisions we take, Act as we act and love as we love. We would be nothing without our memories, but is it possible to remember everything? No, but we can take measures and use those memories for the good.
Thank you, Annette, for this very picturesque story about your grandma's brooch. The story Annette sent, in just a few words, to me reads like a meditation for an object, the brooch, that remained elusive to her for a long time and it's still elusive or rather mysterious in the story that we receive today. It strikes me that this is an object which gains symbolism first through its absence. You know, like, like an earring we find after a while at the back of the jewellery box or a dusty bookmark behind a row of books long after we forgot of their existence and once we have given up any hope that we might find them again. There is not much detail in this story. There is quite a bit of detail in the brooch and we will publish it on uh, our website so that you have a look. However, I am irremediably attracted to this story. Perhaps it's the mystery that surrounds it, the open gaps, that invite my imagination to weave a thread of narrative. Or, perhaps it's rather the opposite, it's the words between the gaps that already create the portrait of a person, now gone, that must have been quite formidable. A person of many angles, of many strengths. A woman. I find my grandma in that story and great-grandma even, and her grandma, then. All these layers of formidable women who held the world on their shoulders, in a quiet, unassuming way, and then passed, and became elusive, as elusive as the character in this story, often leaving little or no material trace at all. So that is interesting. I saw the brooch, and I can see that the story for me, is shrouded in mystery a little bit. But for a more straightforward thinking guy like me, how can you tell so much from so little detail in the story itself? How do I know? Perhaps it's the fact that I'm a narrative researcher and it's just something that stuck with me, will never come off, like another layer of skin. But I read so much meaning in this story. And actually, if I read you a passage from the story, you will realize too that though hidden, we see Annette's grandma in her whole splendor, in the whole being that she was. So let me read you a passage. I hold the brooch in my palms, carrying on her legacy and lessons, taking care of her old garden knowing how to treat plants and people, remember her relentless resilience and the way she took care of all of us. So even though we do not know anything really about grandma's appearance, though I will create a parenthesis here, we will know more because Annette was very kind and sent us pictures of grandma which are stunning. So go to the website to see them. We, what we do know with absolute certainty is that her grandma was a very important person in her life. Or to better qualify that, someone who contributed to the person that Annette is now. And this is why, for me in a way, the fact that I do not receive a description of the physical appearance of Annette's grandma is even more powerful because this helps me extrapolate this story to my own story, 
And thus, this story becomes the archetype of a grandma, of any grandma, yours and mine. It's the definition of all the women whose memory we, like she says, gently hold in our palms. Perhaps this is the most physical way. We really hold them in the creases and stains of our hands as we too grow old. Whose teachings we carry, like she says, her legacy and lessons. Their hobbies too, tending to their old gardens, learning our lessons on how to treat plants and people. But most importantly, and you knew I was going to end up with this, remembering their stories, Annette says, the relentless resilience, and learning our lessons, retaining our lessons from those stories, their how and their why. And for Annette, this lesson is, and I quote again, the way she took care of all of us. Yes, now that you said that, I think I can see quite a bit of my own grandma in this story. And I can definitely see the value of passing some of her wisdom and legacy down to our kids. But I can also see how hard it is. And perhaps an object can be an enabler for the story to be told and retold. Perhaps it's the object, but the object can feel so insufficient when wanting to remember a person in their entirety. Perhaps it's just the memory. Perhaps it's just something that needs to jolt your imagination, needs to jolt your memory back in action. For instance, I was trying to remember something, a thing or a story that grandma told me about my great-grandma, her husband's mother whom I know she had enormous respect for. This is the woman who was left a widow with six young children under the age of seven during the war. And I couldn't really remember any story from beginning to end, though she told me quite a few. You know what's the only thing that brought this extraordinary woman to my memory? It's just the fact that grandma kept saying she was blind. She was blind when she was old. And there's nothing else really that I can now point at other than a certain affinity that I feel with her, a certain pride that a little bit of her blood runs through my veins. And do you think that you yourself discover more affinity with your ancestors as you grow older? Obviously not as old as them yet, but older. Perhaps, or perhaps as I grow older, I stop seeking for role models outside of my family and try to define myself by some of the people that are directly linked to me in some way. So I actually really loved this story. I loved all its omissions and I loved all the facts that she chose to reveal. I love this story because it reads like a haiku and I envy her because I myself can only write and speak in a floral, highly decorated manner. (laughs) My writing is like a very busy wallpaper from the 60s. And sometimes I feel like stripping this wallpaper. And I feel that sometimes stripping our language of all the epithets is what leads us to the essence. For our recommendation today, 
we would like to stay with the topic of formidable women and recommend a documentary by McLean Way and Chapman Way, Wild Wild Country. It's, uh, it covers the story of how Sinyasins, followers of Guru Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh, tried to set up a commune in Oregon, in the United States. And that's the background, but one of the key characters that is followed through the story and analyzed in the story and speaks a lot in the story is Ma Anand Shila, who was one of the leaders of the movement. And definitely not a positive character. We'll let you judge for yourselves. But we found the story obviously has, has many layers. It's not just that, but it has a lot of focus on Sheila and her motivations and what she did and her transformation. Uh, and it's just a very, very interesting study. For me, it also spoke about the strength and capacity of a woman, just the sheer ability that a woman can have. Albeit sometimes we can use, uh, use this strength for, for darker things, but... Um, yeah, Sheila is a very interesting character in that sense. This is it for today. Thank you so much, Annette, for sending us your story. If you'd like to see pictures of the brooch, of Annette's grandma, of the house that she got back in Hungary, please go to our website and to the show notes. Thank you, and until next time. Until next time. For more My Beautiful Stories, go to stories.com. You can also find details there on my beautiful stories coffee club where you can support us.